Lucky Land slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I'm sleeping. Oh. <laughs> this is a pleasant rare When you said I'm staying up. Yeah, it's it's like, I, I, how did you, why did you go to Korea? Mm-hmm. I, I missed you guys. I was sleepy, but <laughs> I, uh, I took a nap. And I was we like, you know, know that you, you just you just wanted to join in because you knew we were talking about Fast and Furious and you knew that I'd have nothing to say about that whatsoever. So you, you wanted to add something to it, didn't you? You knew it. I don't have you anything to say to... about that story. At least it's oh, the you know? oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys re- ready? Oh, damn. I'm clipping. I guess something. I'm ready. Well, this is a good ass ramen that I'm eating. So like. Well, it wouldn't be Dr. Jammer if you weren't eating something, buddy. That's true. <laughs> Dr. Jammer has to, you know, at least not have his mouth full when he's trying to host. Yeah, that would be good. get away with it better. And uh, I'll, I'll signal you and uh, get, remember, we're going to do, like, just uh, crap. You know what, Jammer? <laughs> start talking. Just point at me. Am I good to go? Is it time? Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the flagship and international podcast of LRM Online and the Genre Podcast already. Network. How did I mess that up? The How did I mess that flagship, up? The premier that flagship and international. And that bitching voice you're hearing right now is none other than uh, one brand. Brandon- it's just, you know, just Jones- critiquing, just critiquing, it chastising. It's, it's Jonesy. Jonesy is back after his month-long sabbatical from the podcast where he had to go ahead and uproot his entire life uh, and end up hopefully at a better place. How you doing, Jonesy? I'm sleepy. I'm tired. So Yeah, this is a this is very interesting. It, over the next foreseeable future, it will likely be a, a rotating cast of characters within Breaking Geek Radio. All four of us and Sweet. plus Kaya will be present, but it's going to just it's gonna be it's going to be a little inconsistent. Because you can't be an international podcast without having massive scheduling issues, you know, you know, going from, you know, the the East Asian area all the way over to, you know, the Middle East. And of course, in the United States, it's just a lot of time zones and not a lot of overlap in our schedules. So forgive us and this rotating cast. But I'm also joined today by my uh, my number two man, my 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 right hand man. The guy who's been with me from the very beginning of my life since I was a ripe old age of three years old. I'm talking Danny Bartlett. How you doing, Danny? I, I'm I'm very well, my friend, and and happy to hear that apparently I've known you for that long. I did Absolutely. not know that. It must, it must be the Jack so Daniels that must have blocked out over the years. What's that, Jonesy? We can't hear you, Bobby Jonesy. You're walking around with that big black thing in your hand, mate. Put it down. <laughs> I want to know who the number one man is. You're like. My number two man. I'm the number one man. He's the number. He's my number two. He's not the number two man. He's my number two. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think we just lost Jonesy. He's going back to bed. (laughs) It's a very weird sentence, but sure. What's wrong with it? Like, what are you doing, dude? This is like, what is happening? I, I, I feel like I'm in a, what's it called? A... 
a Spike Lee movie with some ridiculous camera angle here. Yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, you understand what we're talking about right now. But Jonesy is I'm trying to find like the optimal setting. That's really weird. Yeah, that would well, be nice for you to do, you know, prior to uh, you know actually joining the podcast, you know. But what, what, what are we doing here? We got some shit to talk about, so let's go ahead and just jump into it. Enough of Jonesy's shenanigans. Let's talk some news. Uh, Marvel has got some interesting things going on in there. Uh, unlike a lot of their content as of late, which has not been as interesting. Uh, I haven't Ooh. even finished Ms. Marvel yet. Have you guys finished Ms. Marvel yet? So literally, yeah, I, I, oh. I slumped my way through it. I, I powered my way through it. With the I liked the first couple episodes, but like usual, it like just sort of just in the middle Years and out. I just haven't gone back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like we've gotten to an era of Marvel where I just don't have to watch everything. And I think somebody has said this, right? So Marvel is a restaurant. We don't have to eat everything. So you don't we're there. Like I agree. Yeah. No, nope. I'm just, that's all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch everything still. It's just, I don't want to watch it right away. Yeah. Did you want to um, carry on with what news bot you had? Um, uh, Jam, or should we just I go did, in with but... on that? Sorry, I'm, I'm the, the genuine question. Is this, about, is this about the Marvels or the other piece of Marvel news? This is about quickly the, the other piece. But actually, make, now that I made that transition, it would make sense to go with the Marvels. Um, so right. for those who don't know, the Marvels is the, I guess, team-up movie between, I guess, all the, the different Marvel iterations that have been in the MCU to date. Of course, we have Captain Marvel, played by Brie Larson. And, uh, oh my gosh, I forget that woman's name from uh, from uh, uh, WandaVision. What is her name? You talking about uh, uh, Spectrum slash other Captain Marvel, uh, Mar- um, uh, Monica Rambo, Rambo. Mo- Monica Rambo. Oh. Yeah, I was like Maria. I was like, no, that's no, not right. Monica Maria is the mo- mo- the mother. Monica Rambo. I'm assuming, um, as well as Little Ms. Marvel, who we just had a series with, and apparently there's a rumor going around that it's going to be a little bit more unique. So, admittedly, my experience with the scoop game as of late is, is relatively minimal so this comes from somebody who i have no idea who the hell they are or how credible they are they're they, known as they my got a pretty good hit, hit record they got a good hit record this is my time to shine hello on twitter and they said yes it's true the marvels is a musical in parts now here's my question does it are they saying that it is a musical in parts as in parts of it are musical or are they saying it is a musical that is divided up into parts in some way? I'm assuming it's the former, but the latter sounds more interesting to me. So let's go ahead and discuss that. But, but even if it's the former, doesn't that just make the musical? Yep. No, I think it just means that some parts. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. The yeah. Music, it I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, here's the thing. Yeah, so, here's a, so here's the thing. If there's like a, a musical aspect to it, one or two, one or two episodes out of the sixth, I wouldn't consider that a musical. I would consider it a show with musical elements every now and then. If it's every episode, definitely, yes, it's a musical. So let's argue about the definition of a musical. Danny, do you agree with me or not? 
Yeah, I uh, I think you could get away with maybe one musical number per episode because we even had a musical number in Captain America, right? And that wasn't a musical, but it had that wonderful musical moment. So, but anything more than one or two, anything okay. more than two, it surely it's got to be a musical. It surely becomes. By the a way, I have to, I have to I have to correct myself because I'm an idiot. Uh, Kyle reminded me that this is a movie and not a series. The Marvels. Um, I was about to ask you that. Forgot. Yeah, I completely well, I actually, forgot about it. I actually this. thought I was wrong with it being a movie and misread the article. Nope. It, so it, nope, that movie, was all right? me. All me. All right. I think I just assumed it would be, because Ms. Marvel came out, I just assumed it would be a, a series, even though I knew at one point that it was a, a movie. So yeah, well, that changes say, this whole yeah, conversation. I would say that more than, yeah, t- more than two full musical numbers, not just musical ditties or little songs sung around a campfire by someone, but would make it a musical, I guess. Well, do you consider I don't know, I don't know what the musical? definition is on that? I'm not sure. Is anybody what what is the, the consensus on on Coco being James, musical? Is, is that a musical or not? I think Disney movies are a little different. I think they're a genre unto themselves. Hmm. What does that mean? Is that yes or no? I think no. Okay. I don't know. I, I think Disney movies have excelled at being um, movies. So even though the baseline definition of what a musical is, is um, songs by the character are interwoven into the narrative, sometimes accompanied by singing and dancing. Like that seems to hit the mark, but I, Disney seems slightly different. But then, of course, this is also a Disney movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so. First of all, Danny, do you buy it's a musical? If so, or not even if so, do you like the idea of a musical for the Marvels? I don't think it would be a musical based on all of our definitions or whatever. I don't think it's a musical. I think if if anything's come out of these articles, the two articles that we kind of reference together is that it's going to have some sort of musical element to it maybe, but I don't think it's going to be a musical. With the way that... um, Ms. Marvel was filmed with the graffiti around her coming to life and all that kind of stuff. I can see elements of that being interwoven into the movie. And so maybe certain parts will be will be have musical elements, whether that's just the, whether that's the characters singing themselves or, or, or something around that. Part of the article was also about a planet that where maybe they only sung or spoke or communicated in song. Oh, I, I like if, that. If if it's something like that, then then possibly. But the actual film being a musical film like The Greatest Showman or something like that, I I can't I can't see that uh, I can't see that happening. So there's Whether this like book it or series. Not, um, I don't know. I've not like I've not been overly excited about any of the Marvel films so far this year. I've liked them for the record. I've enjoyed them, but they haven't got me super excited. So try something new. See if it sticks. So. Uh... Kyle brought up a good point. Scott Pilgrim style where music in the story and that matches the mix. Ms. Marvel background art. I could see that aspect. So like music. Yeah, which talented. also had Brie Larson in it. Black Sheep. Come on. Black Sheep. Come on. Everyone knows that song. <laughs> I know that song. I love that song. <laughs> anyway. It's a good song. It's a good driving song. It is. It is a good driving song. I remember driving all around LA to that song. The song was dope. And, that, and but, that song is actually her singing. That version. There's also a version without her singing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Both are good. Both are good. It's just a good song. And I actually, just tangent, I actually been, uh, I, I just saw The World's End for the first time last night. 
I hadn't seen it. Yeah, just it, it escaped my grasp from uh, Edgar Wright, and I thought it was pretty good. It was fun. It was a lot better than I expected it to be because a lot of people talk about, oh, it's not that good. So, so wait, have you seen the, have you seen the Cornetto trilogy now? Is that it? Was yep, that, are so you done? Okay. That was it. Okay. That was it. That was the that was the capper of the Cornetto trilogy. Um, I think maybe it's because the other two uh, Cornettos were, were were so good. I think maybe it was just being compared to the quality of those two, and they, they, it was too similar to those two uh, to make it stand above. But I actually quite enjoyed it too. There was elements. I like it too. I, I don't like. Uh, I actually, I'm one of the weird people who I think Hot Fuzz is okay. So I actually like it more than Hot Fuzz. Yeah, I know Kyle's gonna take that personally. But let's go back to the Marvels, if we don't mind. Um, Wait, Kyle, was that an accident? Was that an accident? Or did you? Or were you at fault for that? No, no. Do we have to complete that out? Here's a question: Does that mean Carl's going to now have to blur stuff as well as beep stuff? Are we crossing? Well, it's we're we're past the minute mark. We're good. We're good. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. As long as as long as we don't start going back into graphic detail of certain the boys episodes. All right. I don't think there's any danger of that as we talk about Ms. Marvel. But go on. definitely not. Definitely. <laughs> so, Jonesy, uh, A, do you think it's going to be musical or have musical elements? And B, do you want to see that? So, now that we have talked about Scott Pilgrim, oh man, but that was pretty good. Um, that was pretty good. And I mean, Ms. Marvel did have that Scott Pilgrim light feel to it where it wasn't as good at it, but I could see. There, there was some thought put into it and it had some dynamism that made it look cool, especially for the first couple episodes. Yeah. Do you think that that will mesh well with, I'm curious if that will be the overarching feel of the movie going forward. Um, good question. Do I want to see it? Sure. Try something different. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Not? Like we are, we're at this stage where you mentioned it's like, it's like a, what is it? It's a restaurant. You don't need to order everything. It's like, hell, oh, may as well. May as well throw something artsy in there while you're at it and see what happens. And, you know, yeah. if it, if it, if it fails, that's okay. Cause that, you know what, at least you were stretching yourself as a chef. And isn't that the end of the day? Isn't that what's, what this is all about? Somebody just no. saying, no, at God, no, it's all yeah, about money. No. What are you yeah. talking about? You fucking idiot. That's no, not whatever. necessarily about money, but at least it makes <laughs> something interesting. Make something good. Oh yeah, I guess. No, I think money is it. I think it is necessarily money. Money is the end goal for these things for show. Let's go ahead and move on to the next stage, the next part of of this episode having to do with Marvel TV. As you all know, Marvel TV and Marvel, you know, the MCU proper, they're kind of interweaving, they're interlocking, switching characters around. We got to see Daredevil pop up in Spider-Man No Way Home. And then we got to see Kingpin have a fairly uh, sizable role in the Hawkeye series. And we know that he and Daredevil are coming back, or at least it's been heavily rumored that they'll be back in Echo. But one question that we all have is, are these the same characters or are they just close enough to be the same same situation? Well, we're seeing a little bit... A little bit of a some rumors surrounding these things. Um, according to Casey Walsh on Twitter, who I know does have a, a fairly good track record in the past. So let's go ahead and talk about them. So these characters, when they're interested in MCU, they were supposedly, they supposedly have similar origin stories, but these are in fact 616 versions. So 
I'm trying to figure out specifically what this article is referring to, but Kevin Feige and Fo are treating Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. specifically as another universe. Daisy and 616 will have a new origin. However, aspects of her Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. story will be incorporated as a nod to all the diehard fans. The creative team behind Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gave their blessing. Um, and so it sounds like, this is, sounds to me akin to what Disney did to the uh, the Legends universe or the expanded universe of Star Wars. Essentially, they're just going to cafeteria little aspects from the universes and bring them in the best beloved parts of them and bring them into their universe as they see fit. Of course, there'll also be situations where we're not necessarily needing to go back and revisit Daredevil's origins again. It's like it was done well enough to the point where we could probably just continue forward. But Jonesy, what are your thoughts about, about this potentially being the case? Do you think this is in fact true? And if so, is it the right decision for Disney, especially knowing how they've handled Star Wars? I think that was a very funny uh, way to bring it up. Like, yeah, this is what they do with Star Wars. And immediately I was like, do I want that? Um, but do you think it is that? First... That's the question. Is it that? Is that a, is that a proper comparison that I've made? You're welcome to like just sort of cut down my analogy there. No, I think that that's probably true. Um, I think that's probably true. What I am curious about is, are they actually going to get Chloe Bennett to play Quake? Because I think that that was part of what was referenced in the article, right? That it was about Quake. Yeah, Quake, the character Quake, um, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Because um, I really did enjoy her. I was one of those people that did watch every episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Why? Um, so it, I got I sick that. of watching concrete interiors. I just got sick of it. Theme song kept me in every time. I was like, ooh, I'm back. Um, I think by the end of the show, they finally figured out what their identity was. And there were no concrete rooms. They were like going through time. They were going through space. It was just all over the place. That was not meant to run. Um, but I really liked where they ended up. So going back and taking elements of that store and putting it into the 616, yeah, it'll be fun. I am curious if they're good. Like I said, is it going to be Coy Bennett or is it going to be somebody else? I think my guess would be, I would assume it's, it's going to guess. be her. I'm assuming it's going it's to be to her. Guess. I'm assuming, I'm guessing it's going to be her. That's my guess is that it will be her. However, having it be a, a not quite the same universe allows it to say, hey, well, you know, there's a slightly different character who plays this version here and a slightly different character, but then there's this other version that we like is here. You know, they just get, to, like I said, pick it out like a college cafeteria. Choose. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm at the point where I couldn't even assume. Um, I, I think that with Vincent D'Onofrio and um, his name just jumped out of my head, Daredevil is Daredevil. Oh, oh Kingpin. You're talking about his character, Kingpin. No, no. About the oh, who? Matt okay. Murdock. Oh, yeah. Matt Murdock. Uh, Charlie Cox. Thank you. Um, the fact that they were able to get both of them back, I think that that was just uh, probably unique to that situation and not necessarily something we should assume going forward because I don't know if that means that they're going to go back and get everybody from Jessica Jones. I don't know if that means they're going to get everybody from Luke Cage. So, What about you, Danny? Do you like, do you like the idea of this, of them being able to do whatever they want, however they want, whenever they want, to whoever they want? 
or do you wish that there are more rules? I like I painted that in a very negative way, but whatever. It's my show. Yeah. I do what I want. I, I think this is yeah, I think this is I think this is smart. They're taking the characters that or the the iterations that these actors have given these characters and they've they've brought them in. But it, this whole um coming from the different multiverse number, whatever, whatever we call it does give them an element of freedom to be able to manipulate the characters and give them slightly subtle differences and changes and use that as an excuse, for want of a better word. Plus, it means that they don't necessarily have to go back and give another origin story. We can just say, well, you've seen the origins of Daredevil when you watch the show. It was a slightly different, it was a different world, but this Matt Murdoch is pretty much the same, so you don't need to go back. This is He lost his eyesight in exactly the same way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's just that slightly different world. Now, whether or not they'll do that with all the characters, it kind of depends on how big a feeling there was for those characters. I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. based on the fact that I didn't hear very good things said about it. was told it wasn't at the time necessarily connected with the MCU, so it's not like I was missing anything, apparently, or maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, Coulson was dead or not, I don't know. And now with, with the whole multiverse thing being thrown into this big, big disarray, I have no idea what to think anymore. I think it's a good idea based on how they've set things up so far. Whether or not that means we'll get um, um, the characters that we love from Luke Cage and Jessica Jones as exactly the same thing, I doubt it. I think they'll do the same thing as they've done with Daredevil and Kingpin. Slightly different. Don't need to see the origins again. Save a bit of money there. We can move forwards. Whether or not I like that or not, I don't know. So So Kyle dropped something in the chat where he did say, um, someone the scooper did say that Chloe Bennett is coming. And it actually oh. made me think of something else. Um, I'm curious, is she going to be an inhuman or a mute? So I do understand that at the end of Ms. Marvel, they included something, and I don't want to spoil it, that makes it seem like they're gonna they've introduced a new element into the MCU. So now when it comes to Quake, I don't think we've seen inhumans with the exception of Black Bolt in the MCU in the 616. So which direction are they going to go with this version of Quake? Hmm. It's a question. So that, is, that is the question. Sorry, I just thought it was, I was reading Kyle's message. It's like, you I, called, I called it an element. I called it an element. It's like, not to spoil it, yes. but mutant, they, they, they added a mutant element to... You know, the I end did of not Captain say, I Marvel. did not say mutant element. I just said you, you were talking about mutants. You we're not stupid, <laughs> Jonesy. We know what this is. Don't insult my it's, intelligence. It's, it's late. It's oh, it's okay. I, I, you're, you're tired. I, I got you. Jonesy. I really it's don't all care. Right. I, I it's and, like I'm sorry. An element. An element. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think that's going to be their their answer for a lot of thing things based on other other rumors for other other characters and sto- story elements out there. The the M yeah. word is going to be a a catch all for a, for a lot of things. Money, yeah. <laughs> so let's move away from the world of Marvel and into a place where things are fast and furious, specifically. The Fast and Furious franchise. And this comes... Okay, well, now Danny's gone. Advertising, <laughs> TRX Dubai uh, propaganda. Just throw it up onto the YouTube channel. Free advertisement there. Um, anyway, so Fast franchise is coming to an end, maybe-ish, by the 11th maybe. film but maybe not. We'll see how this ultimately goes. The answer is, I don't think it will ever end, personally. It's going to keep on going as long as you keep making money. 
And it sounds like, you know, a certain Michelle Rodriguez is thinking the same thing. Uh, in a recent interview, she said, at some point, we're going to have to pass the baton on to the younger generation. Don't worry. We're popping out kids. It'll happen. Jonesy, how much do you love this as someone who has always uh, put his own line for this franchise? How do you feel that it will just go on forever? We're going to get fat and furious kids. And I'm just waiting for the anime spinoff back to shows a young Dominic Toretto as a 10-year-old riding around on his little freaking toy Jeep. <laughs> Which is funny, right? We got flashbacks in the last one, so they, you could totally be like, oh, yeah, here are the earlier adventures of Dominic Toretto. Yeah, here's, um, here's the, uh, the, uh, the younger and in, inexplicably darker with the wider-looking uh, wider brother. Latino. Yeah. Oh no, they explained it. It wasn't inexplicable. They had a whole line of dialogue. No fucking goddamn. Um, I am of the opinion that things should end. And this isn't a commentary on quality. I'm just given we were just talking about money. Um, I think that story should have a beginning, middle, and end and shouldn't necessarily go on forever. And so I would like to see an end to this series that's satisfactory um if they want to revisit it later down the road or do something else that's one thing but i would i kind of want to see it end to me this isn't a star trek-esque franchise where you just keep going through generations and generations and nah, all right jonesy here's here's my question for you what's your question, what's your question? You're, you're, the people at universal come to you and they're like you know what we're ending after 11 but there's an obligation for us to continue on in some fashion. Here is $20 million in your bank account that, for, that this we're paying you now. And you ha- you're obligated to continue with the direction for the franchise. Where do you go? That $20 million, by the way, is not the budget. That's just, that's just your payment. I'm just, I'm putting a, I'm just giving, you, giving a little extra reason to not to say no, because you can't say no. But there's $20 million to sweeten the pot. Um, I think that Fast and Furious would do better as a TV show going forward. So like an eight to 10 episode, a season show where you could do a heist, you could do something like that um, because they've gotten to the point where it is too, every, it has to get bigger and bigger and bigger towards the end. And I think a TV show gives you the breathing room and the ability to tell a narrative and also have those peaks and valleys in the story and have it be more satisfying versus where the movie inevitably you have to go to fucking space right so i think with the tv show you're able to set up heists throughout the season or even set up a race because there are lots of people who are like i want this to go back to the roots i want it to be about races and you can do that in the tv show and it doesn't hurt or detract from ultimately what you're trying to do the narrative that you want to tell Danny, what do you think? If you were, you were given the keys to the kingdom, what would you do with this yeah, franchise I'd, that I know I'd, you love so much? Flush them down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, flush the, key, flush the keys down the toilet, but the spare set that someone's bound to have made to, just in case, I do agree with Jonesy, hand them to the TV producers and make a show out of it that doesn't get ridiculous, manages to keep the story tight and based that on... That doesn't get the, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> 
Well, honestly, it, anyway, don't need to go into why it's ridiculous. But no, I like that idea of it being a TV show, keeping the story tight, um, keeping the the, uh, the char- character driven and keep it about racing. And, and it gives them that opportunity to do that and explore new characters, whether that's the kids of the of the of the stars at the moment or com- some completely new ones. Uh, I, I, I hope I, I not prefer the kids that idea. of the stars. I hope not well, the kids of the stars. God, I know she made too. a comment. Yeah, she was just. Well, I don't mean the right actual right. kids, but they've got they've got children in the show already, haven't they? They've got. I don't want to see those fucks grow up and race. I don't need that. You would like to think the parents would be would be um, good parents to say you really need to stay out of this world with with all this 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 uh, possibility of death. Um, but this world yeah. that's made but anyway, TV show TV show. Um, you might persuade me to watch if someone watches the first three episodes and likes it. But another movie <laughs> could not give a shit. Yeah, I think I think they should go more the Tokyo Drift route ish, except make it good, and then just just take a note from the initial D anime series and go that route. That'll be no one would love that except for me, and I probably wouldn't what even watch them. You have to you have to explain what that means. You got you got to focus on mountains. You got to focus on drifting around corners, and then you got to bring in this freaking uh, J-pop soundtrack to as they're going around corners like and just have to be all about street racing i didn't say it was alive i didn't say it was alive. i know i know i know i'm just saying trying to help update your series no all right update my series fine okay k-pop use k-pop instead of j-pop then that's how you can go ahead and just uh you can go ahead and also just incorporate some uh some weird eurovision file finalists into the soundtrack and go that route even though it doesn't really match at all <laughs> let's talk dc things have been quiet on the dc front for a while in terms of film so let's talk about it um the black Wait, adam movie. Have they been, oh in terms of film have they? i don't think there's been that much news over the past few weeks not that i've covered mm-hmm. i feel like it's the other show yeah, well, oh, that doesn't count. That doesn't no, count. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go ahead and, and talk about Black Adam, which is, is not just going to be a Black Adam movie. Well, it is, but it's also going to incorporate many different aspects of the DC world, including the Justice Society of America. And uh, it has been confirmed by Mr. The Rock that that was kind of the whole point. And he said here the whole goal was that our film was going to set off a larger universe where we are able to introduce the Justice Society of America, and then build from there. If audiences respond to these characters, which we believe that they would, and now we see that they do, we want to honor their mythologies, build out their stories on their own in terms of spinoffs, movies, TV shows, and things like that. That was always important. Jonesy, I see you shaking your head. I see the doubt in your, your, your beady little eyes. Tell me why you think this is a bad idea. Oh, it's just a weird sentence. Like, we see that they do. Like, what, from the trailer? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking that too. Maybe maybe they've had test screenings. I don't know. But I mean, people liked Shazam, and and if you want to get to it, that's kind of the the whole start of this side of of DC. Sure, it's fair. But I don't think he's talking about it. I think he's talking about his own movie. Yeah, he's. I think he's pushing his own. I don't think. I don't think Um, The Rock praises other people's movies. I think he just talks about his own. I love The Rock, but no one aggrandizes his own films as much as he does. You know what's weird about this? You sound like The Rock just talking about himself in third person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I, 
I got that feeling of I wasn't enthralled by the trailer. And so I just want them to make one good movie before we start talking about what the future is going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's and I'm, I'm getting frustrated, especially when it comes to DC movies where they're just like, this is what the future is going to like. No. Show me one good thing first. One good thing. They show many good things though. DC's had a lot of good things. No, 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 no. I'm saying I don't want to hear about like the Gotham PD show that you're gonna do before I see the Batman. Now that I've seen yeah. Batman, like fucking sure, give me the thing. When it comes to this, but and and the difference is when I saw the Batman trailer, I was like, ooh, I'm really intrigued by this. Mm. I'm not intrigued by what I've seen with Black Adam. Now you're telling me what's gonna happen with JSA and all this other stuff. I'm like, Slow down, slow down, Rock. Slow down, Rock. I think people don't like that. People, people don't like. Uh, uh, people don't like when filmmakers or storytellers are presumptuous. They're just like, "I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. this is gonna build off today." Like, fuck yourself, man. I don't care about you yet. Pe- Wait till I'm I people. care about you to start thinking about this. No, I'm yeah. people. I'm a hundred percent that person. People. Oh yeah, I know you are. That's why I brought it up. Because <laughs> that's exactly what you just said, Danny. Do you agree with Jonesy? Yeah, one hundred percent, and it's, it's a shame that they haven't. Because, because what the other thing that they did as well was then they, they they rushed their their big reveal. I mean, how many films did we have before we had the Justice League, and we we all know what happened there, right? So you know, make a good movie, have something in the background that maybe potentially, but don't try and litter the new movie with references and potentials of this, that, and the other spinning off. Just make a good movie first, make us interested in the characters, and then push it down the road. But the fact that we're already talking about TV shows and other movies and stuff that with characters that I've only seen for 10 or 15 seconds in a trailer. And this is, this is me. And I can't be the only one that's not too familiar with the, the, this, these characters. I don't, I don't even know who the fuck they are. So why are you are now automatically assuming that I'm going to care enough to want to watch a show in another movie. So yeah, hold your horses guys. Just, just put out a well, good black Adam movie. And, they're and assuming then because the rock there. said that you responded well to it. The rock said that you responded well to it. Kind of oh, the well, that's uh, that's the end of this discussion. <laughs> Finally, the rock. Yeah, he, he needs to wind his neck in as well. And I would not say that to his face without a hundred meter head start. <laughs> so you're telling me you shouldn't take the rock? You, you couldn't take what, the rock. So that phrase is interesting. What what does wind his neck in? Because he doesn't have very much of a neck, right? He's it's mostly like traps <laughs> up there. It's like all traps. It's it's uh, regi- uh, back back down the ego a little bit. Wind your neck in. That's what it means. Yeah, he's all lats and backs. But yeah, I, I just want to see a good good movie. Give me one good movie. I'll hold your horses, T. Hold your horses, DC. See, on the flip side, though, I always am slightly annoyed whenever we have a, a good first movie or something. And then that good first movie is just like, well, clearly they're going to have a sequel. I wish they could have planned for the, from the start. That way it doesn't feel so disjointed for the next couple of movies. And... Personally, that, that's one of the reasons why I'm like, I like them to be able to incorporate and foreshadow these things without people going like, oh, I hate that they assumed. It's the worst. Why would you do that to me? I don't like it. But I think the problem is DC has a track record of being disappointing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, and that's, so no. you, if you, you get as much rope as you can to hang yourself with. And so I will give you that leeway and that ability and I will be excited about the things that you're doing provided the thing that I've gotten is good. And so by contrast, up until a point, it was, and if Nick were here, he would say before me and Marvel, we trust and Feige, we trust. 
I don't think that that is quite the sentiment that we have anymore. And so people are, are, are not as excited about what's happening next. Um, I think like maybe five or six years ago, if you said Marvel was going to make a musical, you'd be like, yeah, sure. Everything you've done, I've enjoyed. So let's see what's going to happen next. Now we're kind of like, I don't fucking know. I've been kind of lukewarm on everything that you've done lately. Like it hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been good either. DC, um, similarly, they made the Batman really good. And you're kind of waiting, like you want them to continue that track record. And once they're on there, then you'll be like, all right, well, I'm ready for more sequels to the things that you've done, that you've done great. Um, Yeah. But they just haven't earned that yet. The same way that they haven't earned the Justice League. I'm, I don't know that I feel like they've earned the JSA. Yeah. You know, I think it's funny how recently, I don't know when it started, but recently you've been seeing at the very end of the shows and movies a Kevin Feige production. It's a bit interesting how that's happened after his most acclaimed projects to date and not on his most acclaimed projects. I feel like that would have been something to have, boom, at the end of Endgame, the Kevin Feige production. And not necessarily at the end of Moon Knight. It's not as impactful because it's not as nearly as good, in my mind, at least. It's not, you're right. It's not. Uh, any last thoughts about this before we head over to uh, a, little bit of a, a little bit of a weird piece of news having to do with Zack Snyder? Is so, it weird? You think it's weird? I, I think it's a little weird. Um, I don't think I it's know, weird. He has always had online influence. So this story comes from Rolling Stone. It's an extensive, I guess, what you might call an expose on the background surrounding uh, Zack Snyder and his influence on social media. Uh, there is one particular part that I thought was interesting when he was working to get John Burke and... Jeff Johns' Jeff Johns. name removed from the credits of his cut of Justice League. And when he was having trouble, they were refusing to take their names off. He basically went and said, uh, according to multiple people who uh, were apparently familiar with the situation, uh, said, I will destroy them on social media. And from there, you have things like, you know, a bunch of bots and things, a bunch of weird things happening to where a lot of a lot, there's a lot of vitriol online, and now it seems like there's a good, according to the article, there's a chunk of it that is is, is, is bot-driven, and now it's like, is the question of, is it not just bot-driven, but is it Zack Snyder-driven? Is he the one pulling the strings? Is he the one adding to this toxicity? Now, there's been another report that's been master. followed up followed up down the line uh, where someone's saying, okay, with the, with the release the Snyder cut, only 13% of that movement was seen to be bots, meaning that 87% of it was legitimate. Um, so it's not necessarily like, oh, all of it is bot driven, but some of it is bot driven and is it actually driven by him himself? Or when he said, hey, I'm going to destroy these guys on social media, did he actually mean I'm going to go to Vero and write, these guys suck, enter. There you go. I destroy them on social media. And then coincidentally, it just happened you know, that he has enough influence online that that sort of vitriol is spouted. Um, Danny, any insights or thoughts into this whole story surrounding him? Uh, How toxic do you think he is in feeding these these fans? And do you hold him responsible for all of that? Um, 
No, I, I when I when I started reading the article, I was like, "Wow, this is going to be interesting." If it, most of it was bots that drove the the movement, and then when when you pointed out the the, the small number that it was, was it thirteen percent? So that's a, a massive eighty-seven percent wasn't bot driven. So I guess what they're trying to say is, was that eighty-seven percent driven by Zack Snyder, right? I no, I think they're so. they're seeing if he's if he's responsible for the any of it or the thirteen percent because I don't think you could say Only he's responsible for the eighty-seven percent, but like maybe yeah. he has somehow initiated it maybe all all it takes is that 13 percent to sort of inject you know the yeah. doubt into our democratic system i mean doubt into the whole you know system of our, our filmmaking lives i don't think so i think all, all he did and, and obviously he's got a, a, a few followers so that his his influence based on the number of people that follow him is certainly a factor but I think he started the whole thing off by saying, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but saying there was a director's cut of it. There was his cut of it. And I think when we had the poor version that we originally got with Joss Whedon, um, I think that was all he did. So you could say, yes, he started that movement. And yes, he's the catalyst for it. But I don't think he was then involved in any more than just posting occasionally um, his thoughts on certain aspects, including the, the Jeff Johns thing, et cetera. And that was it. So I uh, know I don't think I think he had too much going on in his life. He had other projects going on. He had the sad situation in his family. I think all that stuff going on was was more important to him than than stirring up some sort of online thing. I think he was happy to interject every now and then and throw a little log on the fire, so to speak. But no, I think this was all organic and real from people, right or wrong, whether I agree with him or not, genuinely wanting to see the, the Snyderverse carry on and certainly Justice League the Director's cut happened. So no, I don't think he was any more responsible than that. So here's an interesting part of the article. Rolling Stone spoke with more than 20 people involved with the original Justice League and Snyder's cut, most of whom believe that the director was working to manipulate the ongoing campaign. Excuse me. Snyder claims that if anyone was pulling the strings on the social media fervor, it was Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Trying to leverage my fan base to bolster subscribers to their new streaming service. But one source maintains Zach was like a Lex Luthor wreaking havoc. Jonesy, do you agree mm. that he's basically Lex Luthor incarnate in this situation? I don't know that I think he's Lex Luthor incarnate. Actually, you know what? Stick with me for a second. Um, <laughs> I remember thinking as this was happening in the beginning, my biggest problem with him as it related to all of this was that the fan base the people pushing this the most were very toxic and my what i did not like about it was that he never said anything to stop um he never did anything to try to quell the toxicity and i've seen producers and creators and folks of the like when that has happened they will step in and say like hey listen i'm really glad that you guys are excited about this project um don't be a dick to the staff, right? So like that's- McGregor for Obi-Wan. Yes, with, uh, exactly. Ingram. Um, and so that has always driven a little bit of my suspicion about him and this. Now to Danny's assertion that because he had other things going on, that he wouldn't necessarily be involved in something like that. I don't know that I think that that's true. I think that grief could potentially have bred um, those kinds of feelings. Uh, you don't know how people react to. Can you explain you what you mean by people... that? 
um, the idea that he's innocent in all of this because he had other things, other projects going on because of the death of his daughter. I don't know that I think that that's true. I think people, I think someone could react negatively to it. I mean, for lack of a better phrase, and I, I say this kind of glibly, but also seriously, like the story that we're telling about him, somebody that had a creative project ripped away from them, um, the death of a family member. This is a supervillain origin story, right? Um, this, he also, the part of the article that I don't think you mentioned was that he, the fact that he'd hired uh, a digital firm, uh, ad firm to help with this. And so, so they say, don't so they say, so, and it, I mean, supposedly, right. So this is, this is part of the article. Um, a lot of what I'm talking about now, what I find interesting, it is, it all sounds kind of Trump-like, right. Where there are these very vague, non-specific threats that are being made, um, leveraging your online fan base and saying things like kind of you know i'm just asking questions like almost in a tucker carlson kind of way and people like you're leaving it up to everybody throwing chum in the water for everyone else to react to it and at the end of the day it's a very godfather-like technique because you have plausible deniability and i'm not i'm not blaming danny for this but you have folks like danny who are like i don't know i can't i didn't really see him do anything but what i saw was the inaction which is kind of the point of what's going on with the January 6th committee, where there are these vague things that got said, and then there was lots of inaction, and then there are things we just don't know that happened. There was another statement that he made uh, in this article that it was towards the bottom where it was, oh, it was something like uh, the fans are going to be pretty, pretty upset. Um, he, he, there was the mm-hmm. repetition in his words. And so as I, oh, I'm telling you that the fans are going to do, trust me, they're pretty, pretty rough. And I swear to you, when I read that, I heard the former president's voice. And I was like, that's kind of strange. And this whole article taken together, I felt that. And it it brought me back to that place of, um, I'm not, I feel like his inaction surrounding the toxicity of this um, is, is part of, the, the bigger problem. And mm. I think the difference between 5% and 13%, um, I think that that's pretty big. And if he had anything to do with that, I, I don't think it takes that much to juice um, engagement. And that's a, that's a huge boost. And the other part of it was they talked about the drop off and engagement from like yep. millions of people to the hundreds of thousands. Um, which, yeah, let me go ahead and read that piece smacks. really quick. Yeah, go ahead. He says, uh, so let's see here. When this, uh, da, 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 for a time, Rival Studios, well, they were intrigued by his mobilization. Soon, many came to question what appeared to be suspect activity. Hashtags, hashtags like release the Snyder Cut, saturated social media, beginning in late 2019, racking up hundreds of thousands of tweets a day to pressure Warner Brothers to release the director's version of the film. And when the studio finally released Snyder's new cut in March 2021, hashtag restore the Snyderverse, a fledgling fan hashtag calling for Warner Brothers to greenlight more of Snyder's DC films, racked up more than a million tweets in one day. And here's a quote, it says, just look at the drop. That hashtag was trending at a million tweets a day for when they wanted to release the Snyder cut. And it dropped down to 40,000 within days, says one digital marketing executive who claims the phenomenon became the talk of Hollywood. You don't see a drop like that organically. 
Uh, instead, the executive says it appears to be a classic, classic example of quote unquote, weaponizing a movement. No, what it's a classic example of in this new era is don't let your studio be run by an algorithm. So don't be Sony that decides we're gonna re-release Morbius because a whole bunch of either bots or people were like, hey, it's Morbin time, baby. No, the fuck it's not, all right? Um, don't let the algorithm be what controls what you do as a studio. And they fell into that trap. Danny, any final comments before we actually jump into some breaking news? Uh, no, I think Jonesy makes some good points there. Um, I'm, I'm still not sure where I'll, where I'll sit on this, and maybe we'll never really know, but there's, um, there's certainly more to it than, than what we've, we were uh, shown at the time, those, what, a couple of years ago. So, yeah, yeah, it's all interesting and fascinating. Whether or not we're going to get any more from it, I really don't care. Just make a good movie, as we were talking about when, it, when we were just talking about Black Adam, right? So if it's movie-related, then, then let's see what happens. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the sad thing. I, I think we did get a good movie out of it. And yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I, I like that movie. I think, I think it's a really good movie. I like I like Zack Snyder's Justice League quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You, hear that, you hear that, kids? Bullying and manipulation. That's the way to do it. I mean, it got a Sonic. <laughs> the, current, the current Sonic, right? Anyway, so we got some news here. Uh, comes courtesy of Reddit. Uh, let's see here. At Reddit, leaks and rumors. There are trademarks for Avengers Secret Wars and Avengers the King Dynasty that have been filed as of today with the European Union Intellectual Property Office for multiple categories of goods and services, including film production. What are you laughing at? Some picture from the article that Kyle posted. Jonathan Major looks like Black Jesus. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I'm looking at the same thing. <laughs> It's a, it's a silly, it's a silly, yeah, they really could have gotten a, a better photo of that. He looks, he's got crazy eyes going on in that, but I guess Kang is kind of crazy, right? So. Religious leaders are crazy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so it is, it is notable that the patent owner is hidden. So we don't know for sure. I don't know who else is going to try to be doing this, but who knows? Maybe there are people, it's, it's, you know, San Diego Comic-Con weekend. People are trying to raise some shit. Maybe they're filing things and things are coming through and they're fucking with the system. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, the King dynasty sounds really stupid. I really hope they don't go with that, but um, yeah, I just hope they don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust it just yet. Jonesy, do you trust it? I don't trust anyone. Um, do we, I remember a couple of weeks ago, Kevin Feige said he was going to talk about where the Marvel Universe was going to go. We haven't gotten that yet, right? Mm -hmm. No, we have not. So that's that probably coming tomorrow this. on Saturday. Yeah, I, I'm willing to bet that that's where this is leading up to. So are they going to go with the King of Kane Dynasty? Yeah, probably. Doesn't surprise me. I don't um, like the name, though. What, do you, what would you call it? I don't know. The King Dynasty sounds like a play on the Ming Dynasty or something. It sounds silly. Yeah, that's probably why. I don't like that. I don't like that. Okay. But anyway, so Danny, what do you think? Do you believe it? Uh, I, I believe that has happened. Whether or not I can read any more into what that means for us, moving you believe that has happened. <laughs> yeah. I believe someone. I believe this has been posted on Reddit and that people are talking exactly, about yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. 
I believe it's a topic on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I don't like that name either, the Kang Dynasty. Uh, I I guess it depends. We say dynasty, you say dynasty. Um, I'm I'm so... You dynasty. Die hard. Uh, I'm so meh. I don't like your American accent. I really like, okay, wait until this weekend. See what it actually means this weekend. Wait until this weekend till we get the reveal. Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Just talk about the story. Yeah. All right. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> no, that's no, what no, we're no, discussing, no. Jammer. Wait. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. All right, wait till the weekend. Well, here's the deal. I feel like, Jonesy, how much do you want to talk about these trailers that I have in in the in, in the chat right here for our discussion? Because I, I think... I haven't even watched them. Okay, well then we're gonna go ahead and call it then. We're calling this episode here as right now because I know we're, we're cutting short, but abrupt. Mr. Daniel Bartlett has to has to head out early. Oh, actually, you know what? Sure. I did watch the uh, House of Dragons trailer. Okay, well, sorry, so you, I didn't see that one to, in there. Do you want to talk about trailers or not? I mean, we can talk about it in the sense that I don't give a fuck about Game of Thrones anymore. There, comment on. <laughs> All right. What about what about Dungeons uh, and Dragons then? What about Dungeons and Dragons? Because so, apparently so the cast gets dragon. me excited, but I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen the trailer. But I did see who the cast was. Like, oh my god, this looks really good. Insightful so, stuff. Yeah, I'm more excited about the. Well, I didn't watch it. Sorry. <laughs> but I am more excited about uh, the John Boyega movie. That um, that looks pretty good. Which one is that? The. Uh, it's the one about the veteran that robs the bank. Oh, I haven't seen that one. No, I posted it in Discord. So oh, hop on over there that. and take a look. It's pretty good. But I'll definitely check it out. But I, like I said, I want to go ahead and I know it's abrupt, but Daniel has to leave. So I would like to respect it. So Daniel, you could step out or we can close out. Let's take a vote. Yeah, I have would... got, yeah, I have got a, a group of people much less attractive and much less entertaining than you guys that I need to speak to. And they're in the US as well. They're over on the uh, West Coast in San Francisco. And that's happening in about 60 seconds from now. So I'm going to tap out. I'm going to love you and leave you and say thank you very much. If you're carrying on, then obviously I look forward to catching up with the rest of the episode in the car tomorrow. But for me, it is a good night. Farewell. All right. Jonesy. I think that's so long. Farewell. Yes. Let's let's go ahead and, and talk. So you don't care about okay. Hi, Danny. You don't you don't care about House of the Dragon or anything game. So has Game of Thrones just tainted its 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 legacy, even though the folks behind that series are no longer involved? Yeah, the, the taint is salty. Like I just don't I'm particularly interested. So nothing um, in this trailer it, it, it actually gave yet, you extra interest. Yeah, it's yet another Matt Smith project post Doctor Who. I'm like, man, sorry, dude. What else has he been other than uh, Morbius that you're like, nah? Terminator. Terminator. Oh, Genesis. 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 Genetic systems. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I think he needs a new agent. Actually, you no, know I take that back. You're right. This does not have the original showrunners, so it could be great. But they, I, they gotta do a lot to earn back some fans' trust for the show. 
So I never understood good. the show's love. I've always been shocked that the show took off because I've always found it very boring. I could not get into the series. The only time I was able to get into the series was after I read the book, the books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I get it. But before that, I was like, this is fucking boring. All these people look the same and they're all like British talking and, and just like, no, but I mean, they all have like that, that beard look and they have like similar beards or stop talking shit about Kyle. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And they all, they all have dirt all over them. So it's hard to really see what they look like, you know, and they all are just being dramatic just and being they classist. all are just terrible people. Yeah. Classist. It is a drama. It's a drama. And then, and then you get like five minutes with each character before you go off. And then so it's hard for me to get attached to one particular character. And by the time they come back, I'm like, oh, I forgot about you. I have to get invested with you again. Oh, I'm invested. Oh, we're gone. I never got it. It worked for me in the book. It did not work in the series. Nothing, nothing wrong. I'm saying it's fine that the series took off. I just wish that. I mean, I don't wish anything. I'm just surprised that it took off as it did. So I watched all the way through season six or right before, not through season six, right before Battle of the Bastards. And I was like, okay, I think I'm tapping out because everyone seems to think that it's peak Game of Thrones. I thought it was fine. Nothing special. Apparently it gets worse from here. So I, yeah, I got, I'm not looking forward to it. I got to the point where after Jon Snow died, spoilers for an old show. um, After who? Jon Snow. After Jon Snow died. Oh, after Jon Snow. Um, I felt like his plot armor was too thick and they just kept throwing him in situations where I was like, anybody else, any other character would be dead doing this stupid shit that he's doing. And it made it not interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Ooh. Did you guys see that uh, Cam posted the new Lord of the Rings uh, Comic-Con trailer? Oh, did not see it. But what are your thoughts on Lord of the Rings? there was a trailer that Generally? released a couple weeks ago. I know, I'm not sure if you saw it. But yeah, what are your, what are your general thoughts about what it has to show? Um, I've seen screenshots from it. I did not watch the trailer. I'm, I am surprisingly not that interested, meaning I'm not excited to watch the trailers for it. I'm going to watch it when it comes out. But mm. for whatever reason, I, part of it is I've been busy. Um, and. I just haven't been that excited for it as a project, but I'm going to watch it. I think Amazon has done really well with their original series and their products. Like they're, they are now at the point where I'll watch that, you know, when they put something out. Right. Yeah. For me, it's Even a, if I, haven't watched I, I, didn't, I didn't care for the trailer, the trailer. And I feel like this is a lot of fantasy things where it's just like generic world plight generic fantasy world and i don't care about any of the characters in yeah, stark contrast that... to the dungeons and dragons trailer has a lot of personality seems super fun and ridiculous and silly i'm just waiting for the grand reveal that you know all of these people are actually just D players and that you know because yeah, it has that feel awesome. to it but um it looks i don't silly, it think looks that the trailer for lord of the rings looks that different from willow which doesn't look that different from wheel of time I agree. If you jumbled, like if you just jumbled them all up, threw them on the table, and took off the uh, opening credits, you could tell somebody one was the other. With the exception of Warwick Davis, like people wouldn't be able to tell. Yep, I agree. Though so I will say, I did so. like I did like that trailer a bit more than I expected. Surprisingly, the Willow trailer. Um, yeah. 
maybe it's because I was expect because it was uh in my head that that movie is very 80s and how it feels. I'm like, ooh, this doesn't feel 80s anymore. This feels modern. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And so that at least you know piqued my interest a bit. Um, but yeah, at least you found Kyle's some trailers. Adding me in the Discord while I'm trying to listen to you talk and posted pretty funny. <laughs> Anyways, the one fantasy project I'm most excited for right now is Dungeons and Dragons. It looks kind of generic. It looks kind of marvelly, but it still looks like it'll be a good time. Have a drink, have a snack, head into the theater, have a good time, forget about it, but come back out. I'm on board with it. And there's a mimic, and that makes me happy. Wait a minute. I have a question. So you guys weren't going to talk about Gray Man today? No. I'm shocked. No, honestly, what it was, I've just been so busy. I haven't had time to watch anything. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, ideally, ideally, I would have talked about Note, but I haven't been able to see Note. Oh, I didn't, I totally forgot that was out. Do you want to know what I thought about the Gray Man? Yeah, let's talk about Gray Man. Let's get it. Let's go ahead and jump into Who Watches the Watchers, where Jonesy gets to talk about Gray Man, which is the new uh, Russo Brothers flick that has hit Netflix, starring, uh, oh my God. Blank. Who is it starring? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say Ryan Reynolds. I knew that was wrong. Regé like, Jean. So, um, what are your thoughts? I think that. So, I don't think it's as abysmal as the Rotten Tomato score makes it seem. Because I think right now it's at like 54 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty fun. It's pretty interesting. My uncle gave a pretty good. So analogy. it's fun. He said it. Yeah. So. My uncle, the way he described it, and I think it's pretty apt, he said it's like born with humor. Um, and one of the things that I loved in the beginning, there's an interaction where, with Brian Gosling and, um, oh God, see, I need to cast up while I'm doing the thing. Um, Hang on a second. You're on. talking about none other than Chris, no, uh, Chris Evans, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, yeah, so uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Um, there's an interaction between the two of them. And it's like within the first three minutes and they're talking, talking, talking. And Billy Bob Thornton's like, yeah, I get it. You're glib. And it's like, okay, like I get that. Uh, we've seen this character before. If you've ever seen the movie that Danny and I love that we know is bad. Um, it's the prison movie. It's like a escape from New oh, York, but on a space yeah. station. Um, uh, but it, Moonfall? No, it's definitely not fucking. I didn't watch Moonfall. So I don't it know. stars it stars Guy Pierce, um, and he is playing like this very glib uh, special forces type guy who's I think in prison. But anyway, it comes off the same. Except the guy on the other side of the table is like, "Yeah, I get your shtick." And so from then on, you're kind of keyed into what this movie's about. The action is is well shot, although they do this weird. It's almost like stop motiony um, kind of fight. And at some point it gets old, um, but at least the camera is back far enough where you can see what's happening, which I think is the most important thing for an action movie. Um, I enjoy the interactions with all the characters. I think Chris Evans is the bad guy is a lot of fun to watch. This movie does not stick the landing, I think is the biggest problem for me. Um, it, and it, it took it from probably what could have been a B or a B plus to a C, C plus. Ooh, that's quite a drop. I I think it and I can't I don't want to spoil it for you, but it, it gets to the end. You're like, I don't know why that happened. I don't know why that happened. Of course, they had there was a kid in it who up until this point 
was fine. And then we get to the end. I'm like, this is, this is dumb. I don't like this kid anymore. Um, and it was frustrating. And I was watching with my wife and she was like, yeah, this doesn't stick the landing. And I think she is generally more forgiving than me. She's like, I'm out. And I felt the same way. Well, you did not give this movie a ringing endorsement. And I have to say, I'm disappointed with uh, the Russo's post-Endgame filmography so far. And I hope they're able to up their game in the near future, especially if they are, in fact, coming around this Saturday to announce Secret Wars as their Secret next Wars, big project yeah. or King Dynasty, as it were. Well, they said it was a dream project, right? They did say that. They said, you know, like, hey, this is the thing we've been watching a lot or reading a lot is, you know, growing up and stuff and a big influence on us, da 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 It's like, you know what? Marvel can use Russo's. Russo's can use Marvel. You guys should just go ahead and just do a fusion dance and reform into uh, the next phase of Marvel. I, it's crazy. They made three. It's, is it weird to say that three movies are lightning in a bottle? Because like you said, you haven't been impressed with what they've done post those films but they made fair, three outstanding they, just, they made cherry did they make anything other than cherry i forgot or was it just cherry this There's other than, i haven't seen this though so oh so cherry gray man did they did they produced or directed extraction they did not I think it was that. produced they did yeah, not I think it was produced i think i think it was directed by one of the stunt directors of one of their previous movies okay so uh so, yeah. they got uh, writing credits on uh distraction uh for russo's and extraction or extraction sorry sorry extraction. Oh. extract extraction but yeah they didn't they didn't direct that was sam, Har- yeah, sam hargrave yep he's a stunt i think stuntman. um so yeah and I, I said three movies it's actually four because i forgot about the winter soldier Maybe they are just the best in the Marvel sandbox. I mean, you know, it's also a situation where it's like it may, they just need to find a a story that resonates with them. So maybe it's not even restricted to that. It's just what they've been doing so far hasn't been super yeah. entertaining. You know, I'm sure they'll find yeah. I don't think they, they need to be restricted to the Marvel sandbox, but I do think maybe they just need to find other projects. Yeah. Um, this movie, it's not necessarily set up for a sequel, but it's, it, you could see where more so than extraction, you could see where this could lead to a franchise or, or make another movie. Cause it, at the end of extraction, Chris Hemsworth gets shot in the neck, right? You're like, I guess that's the end of this, but it's not, that doesn't happen at the end of this. And the discussion I was having with my wife, I think before I even asked the question, she's like, I don't want to see another one of these. Yeah. <laughs> That was hint for if there's a second one, don't don't watch it with me. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and I, I I didn't necessarily feel the same way, but definitely by the end, I was asking way more questions about what was happening than and at any other point during the movie. That's like, never why is this a good happening? sign. Why is this happening? That's why is this never person, a good why? sign? Yeah, yeah. You'll probably feel it. I I can almost say. I can almost say I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it now. Should- watch it you should watch it i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna because really me otherwise but here's the thing you you know that i'm an ending guy and so you will enjoy the journey and then by the time you get to the end you might go like fucking whatever 
that's true. As long as I'm entertained enough during it, but will I be entertained enough for it to, for, is, is it going to be enough for me to be like, you know what, that was good. Even if it didn't stick to landing, it's still, I had a great time. Or would it just be like, it was okay. And now that it's shit. So is that okay enough to make up for the shit? You know, I like, I like to think the high, high, they have to be high, highs in order for me to justify, you know, watching it. So imagine Chris Evans' character from um, Knives Out. Thank you. But he is just a sociopathic like killer. And when I say killer, I mean like killer, killer, like just killing multiple people all the time. If you enjoyed that, then you will enjoy watching him in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think between him and Ryan Gosling, they're fun to watch. Um, that's interesting. I think Regis Jean was not used particularly well, um, given what he's done previously, especially with Bridgerton. But yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. I, but yeah, I'm not particularly interested in the sequel to this either. Nope. No, no, no. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Uh, for this, you know, July twenty second, twenty twenty two. I guess it's the twenty third where you are. So there you go. It is the future. Um, welcome to the future. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Of course, this isn't the last or the only thing that we have on the Genreverse Podcast Network. We also have Marvel Multiverse Mayhem. We have Couple of Genre. We have uh, don't, don't don't tell me. We have uh, Animeversal Reviews and a fourth one, which I can't remember. Genre Shot. Oh, the Cantina. It's always the Cantina. Man. Always the Cantina. Need script. Got to write it down. I know. Um, But yeah, so we have all of those shows here on the YouTube channel as well as available on any podcast platform that you listen to. And make sure to give us a five-star review on any podcast platform, be it uh, uh, the apple podcast platform or or stitcher or whatever just just cast box just give us a five-star review make us give us a comment maybe you'll hear it on the show i just threw it out there that's a possibility so give us five stars we we need the love here we need and and desire the love and of course if you're watching this on youtube give us a thumbs up subscribe to the channel leave us a comment we would love to interact with you on a more regular basis so jonesy where can people find you They can wear, watch me. Wait, what? I don't know. Um, Someone's You tired. can find me, I guess. Yeah, I am sleepy. Um, yeah. I was just thinking, I looked down. I was like, I wore my Captain America pants to watch this movie. And I was disappointed. Like, that's, that's really upset. Um, you can find me tweeting at Sir Jones's and, of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. And, of course, you can find my, you can find me at Jamie Writer on Twitter. And all of my books under the name AJ Cerna and Audible on Audible and Amazon. But also you should check out MahiaBooks.com. And you can go ahead and purchase City of Mages. Go on here, check it Ooh, out. A visual. Yeah, it's all ready to go. It's not uh it's not yet out of paperback. It will be out in paperback and hardcover soon. But for now, you can get it digitally. Mahia Books, it's M-A-G-I-A books.com. Give it a shot. Use the promo code. I don't remember the, the promo code. So let me go here. Hold don't on. call me sleepy. Don't call me sleepy. I'm going to riff while you're looking for that. Did you know what a, what a the failure. Brothers. Mage, hold on, hold on. Mage-launch-dash 
discount. I'm just gonna say what a guys. what a failure at a shame shameless self promotion. Way way to go, Jammer. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I I've been failed at shameless promotions my entire life. So there you go. This is par for the course. Did you guys know that the Russo brothers were producing Guy Ritchie's uh, Hercules movie? I did not. I didn't know that either. That's interesting. Now I'm, right, now I'm more interested in that. Let's go ahead and sign out. I'm My name is Joseph Medina, and I love you all. And I wish that you would come to my house and feed me dinner. But that's okay I'm, if you don't. I'm Jonesy, and I don't love any of you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And thanks again for Kyle, producer Kyle, for putting the show together per usual. And I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you next week, likely talking about some big drops from San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. So hope you all have a good time. Bye-bye. Hasta lasagna. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.